This is your host, Andrew Weston, and you're listening to the show, and the Oscar goes to at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My next guest today is Shirley Nieto. She is a film and media studies major. She is calling in. But first, Shirley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am an FMS, film and media studies major, and um, poli-sci, political science student at UCI. Um, it's a really um, amazing school, and I really like going there, especially because I had amazing professors, and we learned a lot about, like, films and how to actually, like, make some of them. And, yeah, it was amazing production class, especially the 192 series. I really liked those. Yeah, I'm doing the production class uh, this quarter, and so I'm like, I'm going to see how that's going to turn out. <laughs> like, hopefully it's good. <laughs> well, that's the intro, basic into production. I'm thinking 128, right? 120? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's fun. Okay, that's good. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. I'm like, I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of good memories. I made I made two really good friends. Oh, that's like, good. Like, I feel like. So, yeah, enjoy your year. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So you did yeah. the production classes. So do you plan on doing, being like a director or a writer, or what do you want to do with film? Or do you want to do film? So for the quality side, I was looking into getting into um, Homeland Security kind of thing, because that's like, uh, we're talking about like uh, transportation and, um like security basically i want to focus on ice like immigration stuff and um working with lawyers on that full realm if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i I really like film more (laughs) honestly i enjoyed film like school more i felt more active more involved with students instead of like poli side but i really was um just like grappling between two passions that, that that's what happened for me but <laughs> yeah for sure i think i'll figure out what's going on in my life later let's talk about the film roma first so okay. what drew you to the film roma why do you like roma uh it was a story because uh alfonso Cuaron basically did a film on his nanny right and i was like whoa how are you gonna make a whole film about like your nanny right it's very interesting to me like just making this whole giant story focusing on her and also um she's she's not just a nanny but she's more like a housemaid like a, a housekeeper right and i come from a family of housekeepers so like all of them do housekeeping so it was very like um personal for me to to watch mm-hmm. to see her working and everything because i was also there like with my mom when i was younger I would go with her and she would be housekeeping and this giant house and people would be um, going in and out of the of the house, um, living their lives and my mom would be cleaning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's basically, it was like, um, I was watching my mom and Cleo, which is the main character of the film. So that's why I just feel like this movie was like so special to me mm. and it's just, like it's like very like important it was like the whole story was like like seeing my mom on there too or like my family members mm. uh and like i think Alfonso cordon as a director actually made this film even more impactful because he made it black and white um and it's a lot of like mexican films like really classical mexican films are black and white 
So it was like watching this like mixture of like classical Mexican films with the songs. Like there's like a lot of good songs there <laughs> that my parents like listened to when I was little. So it was like a mixture of all these things, like things that I love, my family, memories, and um, just Mexico in general, and then mixing it all together to create this wonderful film. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this film so much. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have like a really personal connection to this film. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you were talking about the songs in the film. So I'm going to play a song from the film right now, and it is called, it's the one where she's cleaning up. Do you know what that song's yeah, called? Yeah, it's like, uh, Te Prometido by yes. Leon Dan. Yep, that's it. And so we are going to play that song right here for you from Roma. Te Prometido Que te de Mañana irás con otro al altar. hacia mí estoy tan seguro que te encontrarías con tu verdadero amor como yo lo encontré en ti te he prometido que te de olvidar cuanto has querido yo te supe dar solo y Sabiendo que mañana irás con otro al altar Llorarás, llorarás por tu capricho Si yo sé que es a mí a quien Amor, 
What was that song called again? Te Prometido by Leon Dan. And that's from Roma. See, I don't speak Spanish, so I have no idea what's happening in that song. Can you can, uh, can you break down what's what's happening, what he's saying in that song? Well, it's more like te prometido que no te iba a olvidar. So I promise that I won't um, forget you. I promise that I won't but forget this, you. Yeah, it's like a love song. Yeah, Got but there's it. a lot of Mexican like that's that's in love songs. Uh, but this song was like very memorable to me because uh, my mom just like listens to like these classical songs. Like she listens to. Uh, Leodan, she listens to Juan Gabriel, Rocio Durcal, and it's like, like at the beginning when we see her, like we were first introduced to her, there's the pressure obviously with her cleaning the the entrance to the car, the parkway, um, but then we see her cleaning, I mean, what do you call it, um, putting the beds together and putting yes. all She's putting the clothes in the hamper and she's carrying the hamper from room to room. That scene, that's where, she, where she's singing Te Prometido Que No Te Iba a Olvidar. She's singing that song. And then, like, that just reminds me of my, my grandma, my aunt, mm. and my mom. Because they do that. They, like, sing when <laughs> they're just doing house, like, like menial things. Like, either by vacuuming and stuff. They, they would just go and start singing. Right? And then yeah. it's really funny because, like, uh, when they're usually working together, like one will start singing a song and the other one will respond to them. Oh so they would gosh. be like bouncing off each other kind of thing. I and like it's like that. really entertaining. It's very, so sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. So, so for, yeah. for our listeners who are maybe not quite sure with the film Roma, just to break it down, Roma, the movie is about Cleo and she is one of two domestic workers who help Antonio and Sofia take care of their four children in 1970s Mexico City. Complications mm. soon arise when Antonio suddenly runs away with his mistress and Cleo finds out that she's pregnant. When Sofia decides to take the kids on vacation, she invites Cleo for a much needed getaway to clear her mind and bond with the family. That was written by J. Welch 5742 from IMDb. It's a very simple film. It's a very like, close knit like family film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, it's not—it's not a family film. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not like a family film, but it's like—it's like about a family, is what I mean. Yeah, no, this okay, this yeah, film yeah. is R-rated, just so everyone knows. It's not like a family film, but it's like about like a like a family, like a small group of people all together. It's like a very intimate drama, is how I would mm-hmm. describe it. Yeah. And um, at the Oscars, this film was nominated for ten Academy Awards and took home three for best achievement in directing, best achievement in cinematography, and best foreign language film from Mexico. Something interesting that I found when looking up this film is that people were really confused when Alfonso Cuaron decided... Is that how you pronounce his name? Cuaron? Cuaron. Cuaron. Okay. Okay, good. let's go with that. Sure, I'm good. Um, by his decision to <laughs> release this cinematic film onto Netflix. But his reasoning for doing this is because that he knew that foreign language films usually don't get like a wide distribution and so he mm. knew that by putting it on netflix that roma would be playing to the widest audience possible so yeah i just thought it's that a really was. amazing film a lot of people um when they they watch reviews because i watch reviews of this film too because mm-hmm. i like watching reviews. no i like so watching reviews too but um 
basically they said many of them said like if you can watch this in um a theater go and watch this film in the theater because it's like so good that you just want to get the best experience when watching it and the the classic experience is watching it watching a film in at the theater right in a mm-hmm. communal with a lot of people yeah right mm-hmm. for me this film i watched it by myself same uh but and it was a really personal experience but i just wonder how it would to watch this film in the community because I feel like it changes your perspective and how you watch it, a film if you watch it with a bunch of people. Yeah, um. there's something about watching movies together um, in movie theaters that like that does change the experience. And I don't know. I still like to watch movies alone, though. <laughs> so I'm kind of like yeah. on the outside. I, I actually prefer to watch movies alone or I'm like, oh, there's five people in the theater. Great. Awesome. That's what I want. There, there is many like impactful scenes. There are. There oh, there, are. there is one. Like, oh, I, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, you can totally but spoil it. it. No, I cannot. What oh yeah, one? you can. Uh, like, uh, when she, well, we know she's pregnant, right? Yeah. Like, we we know that. So there's the one emotional scene that she's just. Oh my gosh, it just makes me cry. I I think I, I honestly think I cried. Because, like, the composition for that, it was just so methodical. Like, for example, like, the nurses and everyone around her were so, like, professional, right? hmm And then, like, she just seemed to be out of it and not there. And the baby was, like, next to her. Not next next to her, but, like, like a feet away. So she was close to the baby, but she was not close enough to it. So he was there, but he was, he was already gone kind of thing. So yeah. it was, like... Through the cinematography and composition of that shot, mm-hmm. you can tell like they're close, but he's not there with her anymore, kind of thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just it just hurt because they stayed on that in that in that frame yeah, in that for shot. Like, a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for everyone listening, the <laughs> I'm just gonna spoil it, even though you don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. She it. has complications with her pregnancy, and they have to deliver the baby early, and it's too premature premature to live and the baby is basically dying next to her and the hospital nurses and doctors and staff are trying to resuscitate the baby right in front of her and she is basically crying out is my baby okay is my baby okay and the baby's dying and you as a viewer know what's happening it's really sad and um but the part that i really like about this scene is that the doctors and the nurses were not hired actors these doctors and nurses in for that scene were real doctors and nurses that they used for that part in the film which i always appreciate when filmmakers do that because for some reason i don't know why but i can always tell when someone's playing a doctor or a nurse and not like a major part but like a really mi- like a minor part not like Grey's Anatomy or something where oh. like they're obviously mm-hmm. like actors but like if they're like background people um helping someone in just one scene or something it just it's just very obvious whether they're acting or whether they're not especially if they have dialogue it comes off very I don't know there's something mm-hmm. about actors playing doctors in minor minor parts that I'm like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that exactly but there's yeah. other films I've seen, such as Captain Phillips. They used uh, a real EMT, I believe. And mm-hmm. they're just the way that they react and the, the way that they talk is very believable. And in this scene, I was like, 
oh dang and then i found out later that they were actual doctors and nurses and i'm like oh this makes so much more sense why it was so believable and that scene especially is really impactful i really appreciate that scene however my hot take on the movie which i have not said yet until this entire time is that i am not a fan of roma <laughs> what? I don't like this movie. I don't like it. I just don't. Mm. It has a, you have a personal connection with it. But for me, I just found the film to be just kind of slow and kind of <sighs> boring. And the main the main character, she doesn't, she's very quiet. So ever, as everyone knows, she's very quiet throughout the entire film. She doesn't really talk much. She's kind of like, she's not in the background because she's very much the main character. But she is kind of backgrounded by the family that that she um that she works for she's just kind of Mm. yeah and so she doesn't really seem to do much or kind of change really or break out of anything i don't know she doesn't seem to evolve i don't know there's no like development i feel for the character and it's just the movie was just kind of slow to me i just yeah i guess that's or your review. <laughs> Accept your review. <laughs> uh, but I disagree. Of course. I feel like he actually has development. It's just that the whole film kind of was the one that, like, um, kind of, like, moved her, like, through through the film. Uh, how do Explain. I describe it? So, okay. So, okay, yeah. The first shot of the film is that we see the reflection of the um, plane on the water, right? Yes. So, you know about um, look screen within a screen, right? Yes. It's like watching a film within a film, seeing the reflection of something, a memory, or of someone. Not just like a, like you said, something that's like in the background kind of, but like um, not the main, you could say like the main piece. Right, so it's like a reflection of something. Yes. So that's how we start the film. Okay, can I pause you just, for one second? Just so everyone yeah. listening knows, Cleo is cleaning the floor of Antonio and Sophia's house with like a bucket of water. And so there's water all over the floor of the, the tile of like the front kind of, mm-hmm. how don't you call that? Like a front area? Front? <laughs> it's like where they park their car. How don't you call that? In the by, Beside their house. And she's like throwing water down and she's cleaning it. And there's a reflection of an airplane in the in the puddle yes okay so yeah there you go continue yeah so you see the reflection of the of the plane on the puddle by the end of the film like the very end shot we actually get the real shot of the plane passing by like you are actually seeing the plane it's like the same shot that was reflected at the beginning yes right so like i feel like the film in itself is saying that at the beginning we only got like a reflection of of what Cleo her life was, right? We don't know a lot about her. We don't know mm-hmm. um, if she's happy or unhappy, or we don't really think that she's important, perhaps. Um, but by the end, we've gone through this emotional ride with her, with her, of her life, of the like the little things that she does, and like all her, like how she's part of the family but not really part of the family, and how she like um, has her own. Um, personal life right and all these things are happening to her and so like at the beginning we don't know anything about her and at the end we we see her for who she is I feel like the person that she is and how how important she is to others right because at the beginning we don't feel like she is because she's just cleaning 
she might feel like a side character, not like the main character, right? But then we see that at the, at the very end, that we see her for sure. She is like how we how the film treasured her life. Like we value her through a plane. So that's why I feel like the film <laughs> through a plane, kind of a like, plane, the plane shot. The plane. It's just kind of like uh, this. This is like so many planes that you mentioned before, right? Or something about like how yeah, those planes just throughout the entire film. An airplane was flying every five minutes. He was shooting on location in Mexico City instead of using a soundstage. That's why there was a plane every five minutes when they were shooting, which is insane. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to make a film with a plane going (laughs) overhead five minutes. I'm like, stop. We got to shoot somewhere else. But they were using it quite well. Like, it's like they were using it. They did. They used it to their advantage. Yeah. Yeah. There's one scene, karate, I think it's karate guy who's like let's meditate and he stands on a foot and he closes their, his eyes and he says that not a lot of people can do that close their eyes and stand on one feet holding their hands above their head or something like that like it's yes. a really weird i know exactly posture. what you're talking about so there's a bunch of people and i think mm-hmm. he's like their teacher and it's like there's like a class going on and he says that not a lot of people can stand on one foot and like put their hands together over their head and he's the only one that was able to do it except mm-hmm. for Cleo. Even the people that have mm-hmm. been in the class for a long time couldn't do it, but she did it, like, the first time. Yeah, everyone was closing their eyes, so no one could see how incredible she was. Because, and she didn't know herself that how incredible she was. Mm. Because she was closing her eyes, right? So, like, there were, no one else could do it except her. So she was incredibly special because she was able to do that pose. <laughs> and so, yet no one saw it and she didn't know how special she was because she was closing her eyes too because it's part of the thing I see so it's kind of like no one knows like how important or different or special you are because no one's really paying attention to you yeah and I feel like that's like literally kind of like a theme of the film like no one can see how special you are because no one's paying attention to you but you are special kind of in a way like to someone like for um definitely his nanny was very special to him, right? Yeah, he ended up and making so, like, like a whole he, film he, inspired he, by film her. For her. Yeah. yeah. It's like incredible. So, and she yeah, probably didn't know. She pro- I bet she wasn't aware of how much of an impact she had. Yeah, it's incredible how like people can make such a huge impact like on other people, right? So I feel like this film is like so, like it just captures that so well. Right? Like her whole life and how like she made like the little differences and big differences actually like at the end for that yeah, family yeah at the very end she ends up saving the entire family and there's that spoilers spoilers <laughs> you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and the Oscar goes to we are talking all about movies you're gonna get spoiled all the time here <laughs> so yeah but yeah she saves the family at the end of the film and then they all kind of come together in an embrace and I love the shot it's a beautiful cinematic shot of them all together it's actually the cover of the the film the poster of the Mm. film the poster the main poster yeah and I feel like everything they said now makes makes a lot more sense now to me and it's kind of like I feel like that's a point where like they recognize they recognize her they see her Mm -hmm. like I feel like the kids are always recognizing her it's just like that you know she's a she's a house worker so like there's there's always that line you know between like boss and employee but like they really care for her 
Um, and she cares for them. Of course, she has her own personal life aside. And we explore that with her. And I just, it's a really incredible life. Even though it's like, you might say that it just feels like she doesn't like evolve or she doesn't change mm-hmm. much. It, I feel like every little part of life does change you. You just don't see it to like the very end uh, yeah. of your life. And every little memory that she she had is just like a little memory that we take with us now because we as viewers we've watched it. And I really value films that like try and do something really different, uh, like like this. Just focus on her life and just show the world how special she was. But yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about the film that way, and it completely changes my perspective on the film. Is there any yeah. aspect of this film? that you would change or alter or you didn't like or appreciate exactly? Uh, okay, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> so I'm not a really big fan. It's like, it might be like a minimal, like a little small thing, mm-hmm. but like I'm not a great fan of credits at the beginning of films. And I think it's more like classical, like old films that have like this style where they like just like put a lot of credits at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to wait to the for the film to start. Like Basically. just remember, like Cleopatra and the Ten Commandments, like they did that. I'm pretty sure. Um, and it just go on forever. And then yeah, but like, I like that you stay on that shot of the puddle for a long time. That's that's good, right? That's good. I I like that. But I just don't like the credits are playing over that shot because it feels like the film has not started. If if that makes. No, yeah, that does make sense because, like, in a bunch of films where the credits go in front of the f- in front of the footage, the footage that you're watching is kind of meaningless. Usually, I believe it's for like legal reasons that people have to have their names in the beginning of the movie versus the end of the movie. But I'm not a huge fan of that anyway, unless they can do it in a creative way. And I, I know I don't know if any, if you've seen Deadpool or any of our listeners have seen the movie Deadpool, but they do beginning credits in a very oh, creative way and it's so fun oh my God. to watch and read what they put in there I don't, I don't know if really anyone's a fan of credits being in the beginning of the film because you watch in the beginning and then you watch it at the end too yeah it's just like i just feel like it would have been better not to have the credits so like we could just stay on that shot it would just made it like kind of like experimental kind of more uh-huh. because you just stay on the shot and you just wait for like i think it was like a minute or yeah, so it's a long on that time shot. a long a long time it feels like a long time when's it gonna like, end but without the credit no it doesn't feel like, like a long time it is a long time it's so long of just water just going just like back and forth and back and forth and i'm like oh my gosh when's the movie gonna start well, it is starting. It's just like, it felt like it, for me, it felt like it wasn't starting because of the credits. That's why I felt like without the credits, I would feel like I was already in the film, like focusing mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. yeah so I, that's the only thing I would say that, like, yeah. Uh, just so our listeners are aware of this fact, if you are interested in our conversation and about the movie Roma, it is currently available on Netflix. So if you're interested, you can check that out if you want. Um, Shirley, do you have any last thoughts or comments about the movie Roma before we check on out of here? Like, w- watch for, like, like the framing a lot. I like I like watching for the framing of, like, how they frame characters. Because I feel like uh, directors in particular, they want to convey the emotion of the what the character's feeling through the framing of the shot. And I really see her being framed a lot, be- like, 
through a window or like a little bit of um mm. uh, around the do- a doorway especially like it feels like she's always inside does that make sense like inside a car inside a, a house like yeah, all definitely. the chaos, chaos is outside and she's always inside but the chaos always comes inside like where she is at all right everyone well we're out of time for today This is your host, Andrew Weston, coming to you live from KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you, Shirley, for being on the show today. Okay, good. What? (laughs) I said good. (laughs) Good? (laughs) Thank you. Good. (laughs) Oh, I love you, Shirley. I'll talk to you later. And until next time, everyone, stay golden.